Happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of Mindful Mondays with Miss Maddie. On today's episode, I have two special guests who I'm really excited to share with you and we're going to be talking about men's mental health today. It's something that's been weighing on me for a while that's really important for me to talk about and I just wanted to state some facts out there for you guys. Uh, 75% of suicides are men and over 6 million men in the U.S. suffer from depression a year. So those are pretty big numbers, and that just made me feel like it's something that definitely needs to be talked about. So I'll let our guests, my guest speakers uh, introduce themselves. Well, I am Q, a member of GVSU Methods, a photographer, videographer, and promoter. Uh, my name is Yadiel. I'm an artist um, and somebody who... Uh, Mental, men's mental health, you know, that plays, it's, it's really significant in my life. So I felt like, felt like this was a great opportunity to, you know, address some of these topics and kind of bring some awareness to it. The first category that I really wanted to hit home on today was the stigma around men's mental health. I think that's the biggest part of it and why they don't feel as if they have a voice when it comes to mental health. So one thing that I've witnessed a lot um is just like witnessing men getting told to man up or to tough it out when they're trying to talk about something that is affecting them mentally i feel like society often makes men feel as if they speak about their mental health they'll be looked at as weak or um sometimes people even try to call them like when they are talking about their mental health they'll try to say that they're acting too feminine which is almost like a insult but in reality, in my opinion, I think it's always a strong suit and when you're talking about something that you're going through and to be able to speak up about it, I think is one of the strongest things that you can do. So I think it's important to let men know that when they are speaking about their mental health, it doesn't make them weak. It actually makes them really strong. So for me personally, I have encountered a lot of uh family members especially calling me weak or anything like that for showing my emotions or saying that like I feel this way a lot of the responses that I would get were especially my mom asking me like if you feel this way then all you would need really is like go back to church or if you think that you need therapy you just need to be stronger you need to man up you need to be this idea of a man that she had that was not resonating with me at all and if I felt depressed or if I felt any sort of way that wasn't positive, it was automatically they raised me wrong. They raised me terribly, um, kind of like just throwing it back into my face. And so after a while, it kind of like teaches you yourself that if you feel this way to keep it to yourself and to try to deal with it on your own. So when you have that statistic for suicides, especially for males, it makes more sense because you're kind of taught at an early age that if you can't take care of it yourself, then that just makes you weak. So for me, I think uh, that toughness, right, when it comes to men is completely subjective to the eye because I think society has completely like um, misinterpreted what toughness in a man actually is. And mental toughness is honestly what it really is it's it's actually seen as a weakness because kind of like what you said like we're taught uh, men are taught at such an early age that like 
we're supposed to just be able to deal with all of our problems on our own. And that talking about it isn't doing that. It's, it's, it's looking for a way to, you know, just kind of escape from what you're actually going through, which I don't think that's what it is at all. I think that men actually expressing how they do feel is really important. Um, and society has kind of, you know, not made it seem that way. And I think sometimes expressing emotions is seen as a waste of time because a lot of people make the argument that when it comes to men expressing those emotions, that it doesn't actually solve anything and that like, it's not going to fix your problems. And like, that's true to an extent, like talking about it is not going to directly solve it. Right. But just like, we also need, you know, we also see use in the time of expressing those emotions because it does help us. And I think society has kind of made it seem like that's a bad thing when I don't think that's the case at all. Going off of what Yadi said a little bit, since it's so hard for men to feel comfortable speaking up about their mental health, um, it, it also makes them a lot less likely to receive any help or treatment. And even though talking about your emotions isn't going to completely fix them, I do believe it's the first step that you need to take to be able to even find out what could be out there for you that is helpful because when you're trying to keep it all in and handle it all alone, it closes off a lot of perspectives and open doorways to help that you could receive or even people that would be willing to be there for you and be a helping hand through what you're going through. So a huge part of you know, helping the stigma to end men's mental health, I think, is just making them feel comfortable being able to talk about their feelings and what they're going through. Another topic that I thought was really important to cover when talking about men's mental health is how challenging it can be for them to speak up in friend groups or family mem- to family members about it. And I know Q mentioned a little bit about that earlier, but I think it can go very deeply into friend groups and family with men because if your friends and your family members aren't giving you the available space to feel comfortable and open expressing what you're going through and give you a helping hand through it, then it can make you want to shut down right away and be convinced kind of that there's not really any help out there for you or maybe that you don't deserve any help. So I think it's really important for like if you're a guy, you know, you should be thinking, how can I make my friends feel more comfortable talking about their mental health? Or when was the last time I just checked in on my guy friends and asked them how they were? Because the more that you do that, it's going to be a domino effect. And once you start to do that, maybe you'll give one of your other guy friends an idea to be able to reach out to somebody else because they're like, oh, you know, when my friend did that the other day, that felt really nice. Like maybe one of my other friends could use this. So I think it's really important to just you know, keep influencing people and encouraging others to be able to check in on their guy friends. When it comes to guys and friend groups, um, I honestly wonder how common it is for you guys to have a therapist or somebody who is helping you mentally. Because I know that if I looked at my friend group of like my girlfriends, I think that almost every single one of us has been in therapy for multiple years and has had some form of a psychiatrist or you know, just healthy outlets with a mental health professional that's made us able to work through everything that we're feeling. But oftentimes when I like go to ask my guy friends, you know, like, do you have a therapist or have you ever considered therapy? They're so quick to just like shut it completely down because it's never been something that was made available to them or that they felt welcome going to. So I guess I just wanted to see with your guys' opinions of 
if you guys think that your friends have ever seeked mental help or like ever been given a chance to be able to take mental help. So I know for me personally, um, a lot of my male friends actually are not in therapy. Um, I actually can't think of one off the top of my head that is in therapy. Um, I personally am uh, because in my household, like mental health actually was never undermined like at all. Um, so I've always kind of felt comfortable, like expressing, you know, how I feel about stuff or whatever. But uh, kind of like how you said amongst like male friend groups. Um, yeah, it really isn't that common that we check in on each other like that. Um, and I do see that a lot with, you know, with girlfriend groups, right, that they're always checking in on each other. Everybody knows what's going on with each other. But with us, when, when it comes to guys, we don't really, we never really find ourselves talking about that. And kind of for me, like, I, I do try and be that person that's like, you know, I try and check in on them, you know, every once in a while, because kind of like how you said, when you, when you kind of put your hand out like that, it makes them feel more comfortable doing it themselves. And I've kind of seen that change happen in my friend group where, you know, I'm the first to, you know, speak about my emotions and then, you know, just openly ask people, like, be honest with me. How are you doing? Like, how are you actually doing? And then what has come out of that is I've had a lot of my guy friends who normally would never ask me that type of stuff, like ever. They actually do reach out to me first and, and you know, ask me these types of things. And because of that, now we're kind of slowly reaching this point where we do feel comfortable being open with each other. And, you know, I have definitely seen the effect of, you know, me just simply putting my foot in the door and it's, it's made a lot of my friends actually be able to open up to me. So. So for me, I would say that my friend group is not like very normal in a way of that none of us were friends before but we kind of came together in like a creative standpoint and since it is made that way i try to make it as inclusive and as comfortable as possible for everyone involved in a way of that they can come to me or they can come to any other person in the group and share what they're going through big or small and i decided to start that off like myself and when I would invite people into like our group, I would tell them my story first about anything that's going on with me, just so they know that like, you're not the only person that's feeling this way. And also you don't have to go through anything that you're going through alone. And I'm glad that it's, that it made our group such a safe space in itself that they're able to come to the whole group chat and not just want to talk one-on-one. -on -one. They can come in the group chat and say like, Hey, I have like this problem going on right now, big or small. He's like, Hey, uh, I, I'm like, I really messed up this class. Like, I'm stressed about it. To my family has, like, this expectation of me. I don't know what to do. Like, it can go from, like, big to small. We're able to still, like, talk about it. Not everyone will reply at first, but everyone replies at some point with their little two cents or maybe they're like, all right, I'm going to take something to the side real quick. Like, I'm going to give you a whole I'll give you a whole story, like, to the side so it's not in the group chat or anything like that. But I feel like that's very needed, especially in guy friend groups because you're not going to always have someone that's being patient and that's like looking for signs that like you're going through something and i feel like for every friend group it takes at least like one person to be like hey like this is this is fine here like this is all right like, that's why i agree with yada like it just takes one person to friend group like we're able to be that much closer if we're not like all putting up a separate wall from each other and only giving 
10% of like our emotions, just the happy ones and not really trying to share like what's really wrong. Just after listening to what Q and Yadi just said, I, I hope that you can take this into account for yourself and possibly be that person in your friend group to first speak up or first talk about something that you're going through to hopefully make it a safe space where you'll see that happening more in your friend group. And I just want to encourage any men out there who are feeling alone or that they can't talk about their feelings, just try it. You know, try it with somebody that you feel the safest with and see what happens from it because it really could open a doorway to so many things of you being able to talk about what you're going through and find helping hands and have people supporting you through it. And for the third category, I wanted to just give the guest speakers a chance to be able to share their personal journey with mental health or anything that's really impacted or changed their mental health or something that's helped them through it. Let's try this again. You're good. Okay. So mental health has always, you know, kind of showed itself in, you know, over the course of my, my life. Uh, I definitely saw it first, like, it got really serious when I was in high school, um, because I just felt like there was a lot of stuff I was dealing with. And it kind of felt like a lot of stuff was caving in on me. And I really didn't know how to handle it. Uh, I didn't really feel like I could talk to anybody about it because I didn't even know how to talk about it. It's not even that I didn't want to. I just simply didn't. I couldn't find the words to speak on it. And that's why uh, my parents had me in therapy from the age of 16. And that's kind of where I started to learn how to, you know, actually put my emotions into words and you know, at first I didn't know how to use therapy properly because we'd honestly just waste a lot of time in there talking about random stuff that we really didn't need to talk about. But that was my fault because I, I wasn't properly communicating what I was feeling. Once I started doing that, therapy became one of like, it, it became so helpful. At first I hated it. I didn't see a point in it. I thought it was stupid. All these things that, you know, a lot of people like the, the impression that a lot of people have on therapy that, you know, it's a waste of time, doesn't actually help. Just talk to your friends. Um, and I know for me, I come from a like uh, I come from a religious household. And at first, at first, uh, I always got told, like, you know, like, go to church again, you know, like read the Bible, like and that'll solve your problems. And I honestly think a lot of guys get told that. I think that that is just the solution that a lot of parents especially go to is like include God in your life. And like, I, I don't think that that, I think that it goes deeper than that because I also feel like, you know, for, I mean, for me personally, I'm not religious and I know that there's a lot of kids who get told that that also aren't religious. So it's like, okay, well, that's not an option. So for me, therapy started to actually be like, I started to see it as useful probably like five months into it it took a long time and I almost gave up on it a lot but I'm glad I didn't because it's been one of the biggest helps and you know I have gone to um I have gone to like a a, a mental health like rehab facility um I was there for about two weeks uh this was like in my senior year um just was really struggling a lot with like I've been struggling with suicide for a couple years um, just thoughts about it here and there, you know, and it was really just anytime I felt like there was like life was just too much and I couldn't handle it. And 
I was really opposed to going to the mental health facility at first because I just was like, oh, it's embarrassing. Like, oh, like, what are people going to think of me when they when they know that I've, you know, been here? And, you know, being like when I did go, I was so worried, like, dude, if I see somebody here that I know, like, that's it. Like, I'm I'm leaving. I'm not I'm not staying for this. Like, I'm not I'm not going to do that. But uh going through that program really it it turned my life around honestly it really did and i became a whole new person after that you know i learned i learned coping mechanisms i learned you know i learned to to set boundaries in my life you know i learned to separate myself from people who who just exhausted me mentally and um and yeah so i think i think that a lot of like I think these these resources that we have, um, when it comes to men taking advantage of these resources, it's you know it's looked down upon a lot. It's looked down upon a lot, and it doesn't have to be. It's honestly it, it's it's a big help that I think you know if people can take advantage of it, they absolutely should. So. One thing about me that I've struggled with regarding like mental health, I think the biggest topic regarding my life would probably be me struggling with um, fashion, especially the way I dress and uh, how people perceive me because of the way I dress or the way that I act. Way that I, act. Um, I went a lot of my life being told that I looked gay or that I acted gay or that I was more feminine or anything like that. And that took a real toll on me. And I was hearing that from friends, strangers, family. Um, and it starts like really like pile up day to day. But the more that I continue to try to be comfortable in my own body, the more happier I was getting myself and learning to try to be myself and not care about outside opinions at all. Um being more in tune like with myself and knowing this is what looks good on me. I'm not dressing for you. I'm dressing for myself. What feels good to me, what is um, enjoyable for me, having that type of mindset uh, made my days go by like so much smoother. And I still hear those comments to this day. I literally just heard someone call me feminine last night. And now it is, it's literally just funny now. Um, but it took a lot of like trial and error to get to this point, And I did not have a lot of good days regarding that. Um, it was a lot of struggling, but I feel like nowadays it's more acceptable to dress feminine, especially with like, um, all, all being more popular, all the cores, um, opium, stuff like that. Like all these different, like different lanes of fashion that is more acceptable to dress that way. But not less than a year ago, if you dressed that way, you were automatically feminine and people didn't like that at all. But but now it doesn't matter like what people think of me now. It's purely what I know of myself. If I know that I'm this way, then that's all that matters. I don't need to listen to outside opinions at all. Um, I learned to try to like develop an energy that like that demands respect, that demands like even if you don't get what I'm doing or get how I am at all, that doesn't give you the excuse to talk about me the way that you want. If you don't know me personally, if you haven't had a conversation with me, then you don't know me at all. And I've tried to just keep that energy this whole time, pass it on to my friends, pass it on to strangers, people that ask me, like, how do I 
get this level of like confidence or anything like that. Like this didn't happen overnight. I was not born with this. At first, to be completely honest, it was an act. My my confidence was a lie, and I'm gonna say that for real. But after a while, I started to believe it more and more. I believed in myself and said that I can become whatever person I want to be. If I want to be this confident, and if I want to be this comfortable, I can become this way. And I want to say I only just got comfortable like that maybe I want to say fall last year is when I really like tapped into being comfortable with like nail polish eyeliner um wearing like lipstick for when whenever I want to uh wearing whatever clothes doesn't matter like what it is uh that's all recent but now like I no longer stress in my mirror thinking what are people gonna say when they see me walking down the street when they see me while i'm at work it doesn't bother me anymore i just get dressed and i go about my day yeah so in regards to like men speaking up especially about like their feelings and like what they're going through i personally learned that it's best to start out with someone that you're super comfortable with and i didn't find that person until super recently and that became like my best friend who's like my sister bird um I was going through something and I didn't know like what was going on. I was short on breath. I was like on the floor. I didn't know what was going on. And Bert, I was texting Bert at this time. And then she called me and uh, was like, I think you're having a panic attack, stuff like that. And then she told me to come over and I just cried. That's it. Like we didn't talk about anything at all. She didn't ask me a single question, nothing at all. And she just let me just like sit there and just cry. And since that like moment, I've gone to her about every single problem big or small even she like like i be like, I go up to bird downstairs i run down I'm like bro i haven't eaten today I'm like what are we what are we about to do and uh it just random shit like that and since then i've been able to open up to more people in my friend group uh to my girlfriend that it became way easier to open up to her after that moment with bird um i feel like everyone just needs like that one person that you can trust with like everything and know that uh what's what you say to them like won't be shared necessarily and having like a discussion beforehand just saying like um do you need me to talk to you about your problems do you need to just vent like you just need to just talk to me i won't have to respond like you just need just somewhere for like these words just for these feelings to go anything like that because i know that's what a lot of people need um one of my friends in my friend group he wanted to talk but he didn't want to hear like the other side he he was not in the mood to hear what he should do what he shouldn't do he just needed all those words to just be like in the atmosphere and that's all he needed and he was fine afterwards like sometimes that's like that's it just sometimes just someone just someone to talk to at least one yeah good shit so I think for me, I've never, so I've never really like necessarily felt uncomfortable speaking about my problems to people. Um, And that has bit me in the ass sometimes, but for the most part, I've seen it actually do more good than bad because I've opened up to people that I never would have seen myself opening up to before I actually did. And what has come out of that is I've had Like, I I know that I've shared my story, right, with, you know, specific people. And there's this one situation that really still sticks with me to this day. And it was last summer when 
you know, I was becoming friends with somebody, you know, just getting like to know her a little bit. And I told her my story with mental health because I could tell that based off what she was telling me that she was she was communicating that she was going through something, but wasn't really being that open about it. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and be open first and see what comes out of that, you know, and you know, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed about my story. So like I said, I felt really comfortable talking about it. And I, you know, I gave my piece. And I remember a couple of days after that, uh, she reached out to me and she was like, hey, like I have something to tell you. And I'm like, yeah, like, what's up? And she goes, um, you telling me your story the other night uh, really made me realize that, you know, that I need to get the help necessary before I go to college. And you know, I've been dodging it for so long because I was always ashamed of like what people would think of me and, you know, all these things of just how how people would perceive her after that. And she told me she's like, but hearing you uh, tell your story inspired me to, you know, actually take that step and get the help I need. And that warmed my heart so much. And that's happened probably, I think, four or five times since then. And just to know that, like, like simply telling somebody your story can, you know, help somebody take that step to change their life. It's 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 the best thing. It's the best thing. And, you know, I've done that kind of like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, like I've, you know, kind of tried to be that person for my friends um, because I went to high school in the inner city. Right. You know, a lot of those kids come from like low income houses, you know, like. And I feel like a lot in those areas specifically, that's really where therapy and like, you know, mental health treatment is like talked about terribly. Like it's, it's, it's talked about, like, it's a piece of garbage. Like it, it, it's not useful at all. Like, oh, like you're, you're like less of a man if you take advantage of these resources and, you know, sharing my story with my friends from high school, right? Like doing that simply has allowed us to have conversations that I never thought we would have. Like people not that some of my friends who, who have literally, I've never heard them talk about their emotions at all. Like we get like, I'll pick them up. We get in the car and it's just like a, what's good, bro. Like, and then it's like, how you been good, cool. And then we just go do what we were going to do. And, you know, it's kind of turned from that into like, Hey, like, how are you actually feeling today? Like, and be honest with it too. And kind of like what you said, like, sometimes somebody just needs to be heard. Like, I think for me, I've, I've kind of told my friends a lot, like when I ask them to vent to me, right, or when I can tell that they need to vent to somebody, I'm like, look, bro, just talk. I'm not even going to say anything if you don't want me to say anything. And sometimes they'll tell me that, like, I don't even really want to hear anything. I just want to speak. And I'm like, speak away. And, you know, I've seen like I've I've had some of my homies like cry in my arms just simply like talking about stuff that they've been holding in for so long. So, you know, being that person that like that people feel comfortable talking to about their problems has been awesome. It's 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 been really good. I hope that you all learned something today that you could possibly implement into your daily life of your friends or your family that could help the men in your life to feel more comfortable speaking up and whether it's, you know, you just letting them vent to you or them asking you for advice and you being there to give them advice, whatever it is, I just hope that you can have motivation to 
be more open about your mental health and encourage others to do the same. And I would also like to list a few resources uh, for anybody, men or women that are listening that would like to use these resources. If you go to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, it's a website. Um, They have a lot of resources listed. There's a whole category for men and for men's resources. And if you're a woman and you're looking for help, there's also stuff there for you. Um, And then also Psychology Today is a website that you can use to find local therapists that would suit you best around your area. So I encourage you if you've never thought about going to therapy or attending therapy and you felt as if it's something you don't deserve or you wouldn't like, maybe just give it a shot and see what could possibly come out of it. I'm sure that after hearing Q and Yadi's stories today that you can agree that talking can make a huge difference in your life or in other people's life. And I would also like to just say thank you to Yadi and Q both for being vulnerable today and for being open with you guys. So I will talk to you guys on the next episode.